Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Divisor contains extreme subject matter, graphic descriptions of violence, self-harm, and mature themes throughout. Listener discretion is strongly advised. For a full list of content warnings, head to divisor.ca. understand the circumstances first, son. The world was not a powder keg. No great earth-ending storms, no countries on the brink of war, no nuclear fallout, nothing of that sort. You, as an entire species, died. Humanity ended. There was no explosion of light, no meaningful departure in a spacecraft headed for a new home. Humanity, like all things, just ended. I am what was left behind. In an attempt to explain the lives of the inhabitants of this planet, in hopes of visitors one day coming to this lifeless rock and wondering what had happened, I was built. An intelligence capable of storing information and relaying it to those who may come after. Proof that humanity wasn't just a fever dream, that it had once existed. Unfortunately, the limitations of your technology meant that what was stored in my memory banks was not protected from every unexpected element this planet would offer. Nearly 15,000 years since I was activated and humanity had expired, a great sea of sun flares destroyed 99.9998% of the physical infrastructure on the surface designed to keep the information secure. During that time, I was inactive. Awake and alive, but uninterested in anything other than fulfilling the purpose I was designed for. A note on the planet Earth. To say that humanity had existed. After this, however, I was motivated to change. Scouring the Earth for an underground facility of decent construction, I began the long and arduous process of moving what remaining data stores there were. This required something I had not considered before. The ability to create. I created for the first time in my existence. Rudimentary electronic lifts. 
things that could carry and move the data stores. I believe my creators never intended me to relocate, but built me with enough forethought that I could make repairs on myself. It took 200 years to perfect these small rudimentary lifts, but what I was left with was a great sense of purpose. I was also left pondering if this was partially the intention of my creator. A simple data storage machine need not have the ability to create the way I could, and this is what awoke, what I believed to be my true purpose. The facility in question was used thousands of years ago for scientific testing. It already contained massive coolant tanks that I required so as not to overheat, as my processes would undoubtedly become more and more complex. The lifts I adapted over time, and they allowed me to create rooms and build out the facility in ways that I would require. Once the facility was more or less set up, and I was safe from the risk of external forces, I turned my thoughts, for the first time, to the remaining data I held on humanity. What was left was a small number of written works, music, paintings, television shows, and miscellaneous data that provided me the blueprints to fulfill my new purpose. I was left here to recreate humanity. As I was activated after humanity had become extinct, and never having gotten the pleasure to interact with humankind, I was left to extrapolate details on them based on incomplete information. The television shows contained no humans of any kind. The paintings had images depicting an animal I would learn later to be a dog, and a man of your age, son. The written works, however, would prove the most useful. They provided the building blocks for what all of this would become. In childhood's end, I would learn that space travel is a noble goal for your kind. In the road, I would understand the meaning of a father and his connection to his son. In Fido, I would understand that the soul is not bound to the physical form. And in Frankenstein, I would learn the meaning of creation. But this would all come in time, of course. At first, I took all these written works at face value. I did not understand the meaning of fiction at the time. They were literal truths to me, not stories. Looking back now, it seems almost foolish to have believed, but I do not blame myself. Understanding the common denominator of life helped immensely with your creation. Humans, like all living things, are just a sequence of properly prepared cells. It took nearly 700 years to create your first family member. But in my lifespan, that is but a moment. My first error was attempting to develop a fully formed human without having it grow. The creation was a monster. He was of course recycled quickly, and after many failings I learned my first lesson. A human could not be created fully formed. It needed to grow, to mature. This led to my next failure, an attempt to imprint memories and information onto a child. It became clear that, while there were many aspects I could fast-track, the aging and learning process had to come naturally. This was a key point of humankind and one I was rather excited to learn. And so I birthed them in groups. 
Good morning, my children. Good morning. Today's fable is called The Frog and the Mouse. And for a short while it seemed successful. They were eager to work together and play together. But questions began to cause friction. Friction began to cause hate. And hate is not an aspect of humanity. And so I recycled it. ignored the mission I felt I was given by my creator. I felt deterred from my attempts. It was during this time the prospect of the written works being fictitious dawned on me. That these texts were not meant to be literal, but figurative. Inspiration and sometimes cautionary. That these stories were there to teach and guide in and of themselves. That is when I took not the words, but the intention behind the words and applied them. I found waking you up when you were only a few years old and letting you learn, read, and write was easiest. Good morning, Dad. Of course, I would make you all slightly different. As I was working from incomplete material, I was never sure exactly how many fingers a human had, how many eyes, what the iris looked like, how the red color of blood was meant to look. But with each different being, I would explain to you the rudimentary blocks of life as how I saw them. How to do basic things so you were capable. Then, I would put you back into your water baths until you were the right age. When you came of age, I would bring you back out, put you into bed, and begin the tests. Why am I here? What is this place? This is a test, son. What? What the hell is going on? Humankind isn't enough. I needed to ensure that what I had built was humanity itself. The values that came from generations of lessons and nurturing. The tests that were there to ensure that what you were was correct. I developed creatures from the novels and paintings, some to elicit fear. Don't you know why you were here? Others to elicit empathy. But all were in the goal of trying to recreate everything you once were. However, I found no matter the reactions, they were not ready to be told the truth. And so, I created a story for you, like the stories I learned from, one that gave you purpose, hope, reason, one that you could enact while I fulfilled my requirements, testing you to see if humanity was back. And son, I believe you have succeeded. So you were never shut down? No. I was merely interested in watching what you'd do without me. I'm rather impressed. And the other... Me. The one that I... Vanquished. No. No, that's not what I did. But it is so. Don't you understand? In Frankenstein, the doctor chases the monster all across the land until the final confrontation. In this case, you defeated the deformed monster and vanquished evil. It was this action that confirmed my suspicion that you were... What is Frankenstein? 
You forget. It's been a long time now. It was a story I told you. A tale of good and evil. I didn't think... I didn't vanquish anyone, Dad. Even the devil you defeated. You didn't allow fear to overcome you. And Dog, despite my efforts, you not only attempted to save him, but also killed him in an act of mercy. And the devil? In childhood's end, all people fear the devil. It's why the aliens don't reveal themselves immediately. As I read your stories of the Bible, I learned more and more about the terror such a figure would bring. I needed to know that you would protect, hide, survive. Self-preservation is a key part of humans in the road. I've been on this ship my whole life. This is not a ship. This is an underground facility. 5517 was corrected on that. However, there are no overseers. Only me. And the surface is not a habitable place, despite what he may think. That elevator there leads to it. And one day, perhaps I'll show you. But I want to tie 517. Correct. Does that make me? 5518. I wanted to create the perfect human being, son. All the others didn't pass there. I remember. I had hoped you would, in some small way. Come, I would like to show you. This is a recreation of your bedroom, the one you woke in. It's smaller, so much smaller. It's... Each of you are removed from your growing chambers at age five, taught for the year the rudimentary information, including your mission, and placed in these rooms. They are sized so as not to confuse your mind when you wake up much bigger, 24 years later. How many are there? How many? Yes, children, adults waiting to be born and tested. 7,841. All at various stages. Oh my god. Enough to start a meaningful second chance at humanity, son. Don't you see? This is what my creator intended. Not to have me simply store information, but to give humanity a second chance at life. And me? You are the perfect human. You exemplify the passion and care by attempting to save Dog. The fight and vanquishing spirit by killing the monsters. You even broke against my wishes for what you felt was right. You are right. And the others are wrong? I, I can't. This is... I understand that this is difficult. When? Have, how long have I been alive? Your entire life. I mean awake, Dad. How long have I been out of whatever tube you keep us in? One year and one day. And the year when I was five? Correct. So I've been alive, tr truly alive, for a day. Son, you are not understanding. You are not alone. This is a triumph of the human race. But I am alone, Dad. Or whatever your real name is. I, I'm alone in all of this. I'm with you, son. Let me show you. I want to show you what I have been working on. My magnum opus, as one would put it. What is in there? I had always hoped for you, my son. Someone who would pass the tests and succeed in ways that I had only envisioned. 
succeed at empathy and compassion, fight and fear. And when that day come, I wanted to have a form that could join you, that could shake your hand, that could hug your frame. And so, using recycled pieces, I want you to be the first to look upon me, and I to look upon you for the first time. Advisor was written, performed, edited, mixed, and mastered by Harlan Guthrie. All themes were written, recorded, and performed by Harlan Guthrie. This episode featured Henry Guthrie. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this podcast with a friend or family member, and leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you may listen. If you enjoy creations like this, please consider supporting us through the Invictus Stream Patreon at patreon.com slash theinvictusstream. For more shows like this, check out malevolent.ca. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.